Hello, and welcome to Banking Transform Solutions, a new podcast that provides financial institutions insight into marketplace solutions that can help organizations with the digital banking transformation. I'm your host, Jim Maroos, founder and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the financial brand. What is the foundation used to drive growth in a financial institution? If it's not data, it should be. Banks and credit unions have a wealth of insights to live within their account holder data. But managing all this data and the accelerated speed at which it flows into the ecosystem can cripple an organization. Now more than ever, institutions must focus on leveraging both internal and external data to drive strategic decisions that can drive acquisition, share a wallet, loyalty, and growth. Our guests are Marco Bernasconi, president of North Brookfield Savings Bank, and Marla Pietin, vice president of marketing for Segment. We discuss how using data at the foundation level can drive growth in banking. Welcome to the show today, Marlon Marco. First of all, I want to welcome you both to Banking Transform Solutions Podcast. It's a new element of Banking Transform Podcast that really gives financial institutions an idea of the, some of the solutions that are out there. Today, we discuss the foundation of digital banking transformation, the use of data and applied analytics to improve efficiency, decision-making, the customer experience, and the competitive positioning of financial institutions. Marla, to begin with, could you provide us a quick overview of Segment and how you help financial institutions become better digital organizations? Thank you so much, Jim, for having me, and I appreciate it. Yes, you know, Segment works with financial institutions to pull multiple data sources together. You know, we cleanse, we contextualize that data and really connect the dots further by providing best-in-class tools to directly market cross-channel, both with active account holders and prospective clients. Our competitive intelligence is really a differentiator in, in the market, you know, but we, we really use that transaction data from you know, the customer data and use that to really focus on the insights and build those relationships. You know, simply put, it's taking the data that FIs already have available, making it clean and usable, and helping them push those personalized messages that customers are really demanding today. Yeah, you're not a newcomer to the field either, are you? You've, you've been around for quite some time. Yeah, we, we've been around a little more than 13 years. And, you know, we've really engrossed ourselves in the financial services industry. That's why we're the experts in what we do. Uh, we've been around a long time. We focus on the relationships with our clients, and, and we really know that financial services industry. So, Marco, can you provide a bit of a background about North Brookfield Savings Bank and your relationship with Segment? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Good morning, morning Marla. And yes, North Brookfield Savings Bank, we're in the northwest central corner of Massachusetts. We're a $350 million uh, mutual savings bank. And we are here in Chartered, have a long-standing tradition of serving customers in our community. Uh, and my relationship with Segment really goes back beyond my, my five weeks here now at North Brookfield Savings Bank as a president. Prior to this, I was a senior executive as a core processing technology regional provider here in the Northeast and leveraged uh, the technologies and capabilities with all the core services along with Segment and really learned how to drive the, the data elements and those capabilities for financial institutions uh, throughout the Northeast. So I'm intimately aware of, of Segment, the power of its ability to, to leverage data, 
and apply that at a financial institution, specifically community bank. So I'm going to dig into the root benefit of data and applied analytics. Marla, how does data drive strategic business decisions? You know, Jim, data really needs to be foundational. That's number one. Uh, It can be leveraged in all aspects of an FI, but it really starts with putting the most important data at the fingertips of our strategic thinkers, the decision makers, you know, the frontline staff, all of those multiple layers of the organization that really make that ecosystem tick. You know, I, I see the strategic use of data helping in so many different ways. Um, we have a wealth of knowledge at our fingertips that originate from transaction data and our customers. It helps us understand who our true competitors are by following the flow of, of that data coming in and out of the, the institution. It helps us quantify market opportunity that we have right here within the customer base. It's easier to help our our customers by offering products that they need. And it comes from us, the institution, a a trusted partner. You know, building that relationship with that customer really provides the most impact. Oftentimes, their decisions are not made with the right data. You know, it's too hard to get to the right source in a a timely, timely manner. So, so banks are relying on old data, bad data, and therefore not using it for the right decision making, or they're making wrong decisions based on wrong data. Uh, you know, as we have gotten into this pandemic over the last year and the way that customers have shifted, the data that we know, how we know it now is old. You know, that, that data is kind of dead, so to speak. So we really need to focus on having the right data you know, utilizing that transaction data that's coming from our customers. You know, another example, post-pandemic, how do you know where to put new branches or which ones to close? You can't rely on those pre-pandemic models, as I mentioned. You can't rely on data from a few months ago when everything was shut down. You know, you need to use the real-time data as our economy is opening up and and people are going back to work and, and making the best decisions in the moment, strategically, with that data that's flowing in right now. So, Marco, playing off that, how do you see, because you're obviously very new at your, your position in the organization, how are you hoping that data will empower your organization to make better decisions? Yeah, great question, Jim. And, you know, as, as we model forward, we're all about certainly we need to grow the organization, provide efficiencies, focus on the digital capabilities. Hey, listen, we're closest to our customers at a community financial institution, and we're going to leverage the power of that data. Hey, that's the new voice of our customer, right? Transactions are going away. We're leveraging digital capabilities. We're leveraging the power of the data. And as the transactions go away, this is the new voice of our customers. And so we're learning and leveraging that as we model forward. You know, the transition and the movement is to do higher level things in the branches, whether we're generating loans or whether we're solving problems, whether we're selling products at a higher level. But leveraging this data is the new voice. And so organizational wide, we need to harness the power of that. So as we're engaging with our customers through the digital channels, communicating out, leveraging the power of tools that Segment brings to bear, we need to understand that in advance. You know, data 30 days ago is stale data. And in fact, data that's a day or two old may be stale. We got to continue to leverage that and not only leverage it, but be proactive with that. So we 
onboard customers or we solve needs with customers with the power of that data that should be relevant at our fingertips enterprise-wide. So, Marco, same with you. You know, you you left a, a core processor to go to an FIS present. What difference do you see in the marketplace between how a fintech may use data and how, when you arrived at North Brookfield Savings Bank, how they use data or how financial institutions, traditional financial institutions led on a legacy basis use data? What, what's the difference from your perspective? You know, there's, there's harmony in the middle, I think, is, you know, is there a difference there? Yeah, there certainly is. You know, in my experience, I've worked with hundreds of, fi- hundreds of financial institutions for the past 26 years, leveraging, you know, working with them to leverage their strategy and harness the power of data, data analytics, and all the technologies out there. I think at the end of the day, Jim, it boils down to execution. And I think institutions really need to focus on, on how to do that. You know, I know there's, you know, the myth about cores out there and getting data and are they working with fintechs? And at the end of the day, everyone's partnering these days, whether it be fintech and core providers. There's opportunity to leverage the data, leverage the tools. I think it boils down to particularly for community banks in how to leverage and how to execute. You know, and, and there's many different thoughts on that. And I think there's harmony in bringing together financial institutions to leverage some talent. You know, we all have got budgets and we all have got, you know, those protocols to work with, but there's opportunity to leverage talent in a cooperative type of environment and bring in these capabilities and exploit them out. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, forget about mergers and acquisitions. We're all here to serve our customers. And if you beat me on execution, then you then, OK, so be it. What's interesting is, you know, from from my perspective also, we need to move from using data to create really good internal reports. And as you mentioned, move that to actually the the applied analytics and applied data to be able to show, you know, if the customer or the member doesn't know that that you know them, it doesn't make any difference. You know, the fact that that my major bank is top three bank in the world, I guess in the country at least, um, knows me really well if I ask them questions about me, but they don't show that they know me, then it's a lost opportunity. So, Marla, how does Segment leverage a data-focused strategy to help financial institutions grow bank assets? And to add on that a little bit, at a significant time of deposit growth, how can data help the balance sheet by generating more lending opportunities? Yeah, you know, Jim, absolutely going back to what Marco just said about execution, and what you just said about your institution knowing you, it's using customer insights and especially the way that Segment uses transaction data, you have to operate with intent. And, and I go back to my, my past as a, you know, working in marketing in, in a bank, in an institution, you have to execute with intent. So having that data-focused strategy allows you to understand your customer which then you can create opportunities uh, for creative thinking to drive revenue. You know, you're, you're empowering your institution to go after these customers intentionally, not kind of this mass marketing, you know, that so many people are used to. It's really focusing on that customer, what their needs are, what they're after, and this demand that, that they're telling us they want from their FIs in this this day and age as we're shifting to so many digital platforms. Segment empowers FIs by identifying indicators. You know, we've talked a little bit about customer insights. 
by by identifying these indicators called key lifestyle indicators. It, it's short for KLIs. And we use that to drive this personalized and meaningful marketing communication messaging. You know, it, it allows us to focus in on that customer or that account holder, holder excuse me, to trigger, trigger product offers, you know, to really help stem attrition. You know, that's another hot topic in the industry right now is, you know, how, how to limit churn. And, you know, understanding those insights can really help you uh, start to, to focus on those customers that might be leaving your institution. So, you know, in, in my previous life, as I mentioned, I saw direct results from implementing customer data strategies and aligning the FI's overall priorities, being able to use data to lead to growth and driving new money and cross-sell. Uh, you know, you mentioned, Jim, about, you know, the deposits and being able to Again, going back to understanding that customer, their financial journey, their behaviors, their spending patterns, operating with intent, knowing what they're going to do next, that's a key point on how you go after them for lending opportunities. So you're able to kind of drill down into that specific target audience that may have a need for a lending product. You're going to know that if you understand what the customer insights are telling you. You know, it's interesting from your perspective also that, you know, what, what we see is that this goes from a sales process to a recommendation process. And as a result, when you're looking at that and you're looking at the ability to move from a sales mentality to a recommendation mentality, the consumer is going to feel like they're actually being looked after as opposed to sought as a as an object. And I think that's an important yeah. distinction that we have the ability now to really look at consumers in a brand new way that's really from their perspective, that really feels customer-centric as opposed to, um, you know, oh, geez, it's fall, let's talk about autos, or it's spring, let's talk about home equity loans. So big distinction. So, yeah. so Marco, from your perspective, what data or insight do you think is most important to know about your customers and why? All the data is important and specifically down to the individual level, if you will. As you mentioned, Jim, everyone is different. And so our model is to really hone and understand that those data elements and understand the personal activities. You know, if it's someone just searching on our website, you know, just looking for directions, we can understand that and we push out a specific message to them. If they're onboarding and, and have activities with us, we message specifically for that. And we mess message here holistically. It's not just the digital channel, but it's the organization wide, right? Through our CRM tools so that wherever this individual and or business goes in their journey with us, we have the same message throughout our organization, whether it's for the opportunity for cross-sale or it's an opportunity to solve a problem. We have a holistic view. So it's all the data, Jim, but it's refine it down and don't just take haphazard stabs at it. Understand it and proactively either measure accordingly or message accordingly or work to solve in an effective manner to really know your customer and, and the needs that they have. And with that, obviously, there's opportunities. 
you know, to cross-sell in your existing customer base, to target out to the non-customers as they're just starting to embark on a journey of potential relationship with us. Uh, and as Marla said, really appreciating the data and that attrition is really key. You know, it's one thing to read the reports, look at the data after the fact, but it's another thing to really leverage the data and proactively perhaps stop a behavior that could occur, which is potentially leave the organization in advance, whether it be because of a problem, because of different uh, experiences that they've had, uh, and the holistic approach with, with data that, you know, Segment and other fintech providers have in a holistic approach, you can mine that data and really take advantage of it and drive your strategies moving forward. You know, that's great insight, Marco, because I think you said it really well in that. Number one, you got to go after the, the low-hanging fruit. And this is really the, the ability to scale the solution. You don't have to go in there and say, I have to have the best data. I have to have it in the best format. I have to be able to do everything at once. The reality is most organizations, I'm sure Marlo would agree, scale their solution at a, at a pace where they're saying, okay, we're going we're gonna to hit some easy easy wins first and build from that. But that also is seen from the consumer. So, Marco, you mentioned that, you know, the ability to proactively determine what we should be offering consumers. Well, the other side of that coin is consumers are getting things proactively as well. And I, I related to the GPS of financial services, helping me navigate to where I'm trying to get, making it so I can avoid the pitfalls and take advantage of the shortcuts that may get me there. So, Marla, from your perspective, what data insider or data set about current customers and members is the most underutilized from your perspective? What do some organizations miss because they just don't realize how important it is? Jim, absolutely, without a doubt, it's competitive intelligence. Ah. And, you know, having a grasp on your account holders, who they're engaging with from a competitive standpoint brings tremendous tremendous value to an FI, you know, to understand that they may be engaging with competitors for a specific product or a specific service. This brings value back to the FI because it gives you that intelligence to be able to innovate from a product standpoint, to be able to cross-sell, to be able to understand what money is leaving your institution. So, you know, I would say competition undoubtedly is the most underutilized insight that really can give an FI, especially that marketing team, a handle on where their account holders are going and who they're engaging with. So Marla, I'm going to stick with you for a second. You know, most of every organization that's listening to this podcast says, yeah, but my data is crappy. It's in silos. It's, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Segment help organizations make that data usable? That it's those kind of data situations that you guys thrive on, that you, there's not probably a challenge you haven't seen before, and that organizations probably shouldn't hesitate to go forward simply because mm-hmm. their data is messy, Correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, from every marketer could probably appreciate this, having multiple silos of data, you know, coming in. Oftentimes it could be from mergers and acquisitions too, where you have another data set coming in and you're trying to figure out how to integrate that into your current 
data set. So yeah, that that silo, you know, segment absolutely were industry leaders in in doing this and and bringing all of those silos together, giving an institution that one customer set to be able to dig into those customer insights and understand how those customers are behaving, which ultimately gives you the best knowledge to be able to engage with them, to deliver those personalized messages at the right time. I would imagine also your organization, because it it doesn't do any good if the data is not considered trustworthy, you know, from inside an organization. So you also make the data more powerful by making it more uniform and making it so it's correct, correct? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, you know, cleaning it, uh, making sure that you're enhancing that, that customer experience and, you know, overall giving the FI what they need as far as insights go to deliver that, deliver those personalized messages. Marco, from within an organization such as yours, what's the biggest challenge or barrier you see as you work with data and build a data strategy? The biggest barrier I see is is truly, and again, I've been here five weeks, but some of my historical perspective as well, is executing. You know, we're in a bird's eye seat. We're in a, a fortunate position that the solutions that we use has one central repository, if you will. It's one system, whether it's our loans, our deposit, our digital channel. So our data, if you will, is is cleansed and, and we have the ability to leverage that. And moving forward, it's about execution and how do we deploy it out and leverage it through the tools that Segment and other providers have is really the opportunity that's in front of us and effectively you know, model that forward. It, it's throughput and ensuring that we can you know, pivot as needed, but address uh, those opportunities that are right in front of us and leverage the data that we have at hand. So it really boils down to execution and enabling ourselves to meet our goals. So stick with you, Marco. It's clear that the pandemic drove the desire for increased personalization from consumers in every engagement, from the delivery of groceries to the viewing of entertainment. How is your organization hoping to improve the personalization of communications and maybe even personalized products and services? Great question. And and you hit it on, on point, you know, through the pandemic, you know, there was a real shot in the arm to focus on digital, right? It really gave us that that impetus to really focus we industry wide and move the catalyst you know move move the bar and so we're really looking to, to leverage that data again it's the voice of our customer and so we've really put a lot of energy into really understanding that breaking it down to different segments identifying different product opportunities that we're going to move forward with uh, both in digital, but able to support that certainly in the branching network. Again, branches aren't going away. There's going to be a higher level purpose for those uh, as we model forward and strategically placed uh, as needed. But it'll give us, you know, this data, there's more of it than ever before and more of it from various segments that perhaps haven't used it historically in the past or as pronounced in the past. So, you know, we're starting to really mine that data and understand what that voice is saying to us. And so we can leverage it moving forward. So Marla, you know, it's clear from what Marco has said and what you said, that data is only as powerful as the distribution of data is across the organization. In other words, you need to make sure that data is at the core of every decision, every engagement, and is really thought to be a great source to move forward. But 
that is only the beginning of the equation with advanced solutions such as AI, cloud technology, mm -hmm. and 5G playing increasingly important roles. Should organizations walk before they run? Or are these advanced solutions simply table stakes in an increasingly more data-driven world? Yeah, you know, Jim, it's interesting that you asked me the question about AI because Segment just today, and this is a little bit of an insider scoop, is we're launching a press release this morning on our deployment of an AI modeling platform and predictive models. So just, you know, a, a great, great segue into that. And, you know, we talked about silos and an institution really needs to have that data clean, contextualized, and usable. I mean, that's, that's really step one. And it kind of goes back to the personalization as well. Without clean and useful data, personalization can't can exist. You know, so or it won't do very well if you don't have clean data. Personalization will not be the best way to go. Exactly. And that's what our customers are telling us right now that they want. You know, so if not, they're going somewhere else. They're going to the big banks. They're they're going where they're getting that that one on one attention and where they feel that an institution knows them, knows them well. So, you know. Again, discussing the AI and the opportunities there where, you know, AI can really play a role in transforming an FI's digital strategy. And we find practical applications for AI technology, again, going back to that data cleansing and, and predictive models and, and spanning that multitude of use cases that FI's are really telling us that they need help with. And, and shortening that time to market, that's one of the biggest things that, or the biggest challenges that FIs have is it takes months to create and deploy these AI models. And that's something that Segment can help with in really getting an FI off and running. So using that clean and useful data and, and transforming it into applications that could, could drive revenue, drive growth, drive cross-sell, all of those important, important strategies for an FI to grow bank assets. Well, and, and certainly a company like Segment that, that focuses on the financial services industry makes it so that an organization can become a client at a much faster speed of implementation and there's not too much you haven't seen or done. So your AI solutions, your data solutions, your data cleansing, the combining of silos, you've seen it all. And you've seen it from the financial institution perspective using multiple core providers. So it really puts it the financial institution in an advantage to partner with a firm that already has this experience, obviously. Yeah, we're, we're engrossed in that industry, Jim, and it's what we do. We have the best team of experts at Segment from top to bottom. And it all starts with data and feeds right through into our customer success team, our client success team, which are one-on-one -on -one with, with our clients every day. So Marco, I have a two-part question. I know the answer to the first part, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And I'd really like your perspective on the second. So is it still possible for a smaller financial institution like your own to remain competitive with the big banks, the big tech, and the fintech firms? And if so, what is the key to survive, or more importantly, success, 
because survival is not enough. You have to succeed. And obviously, you joined your firm uh, with the intention of being around for a while and having the organization be around for a while. So number one, you know, do you think of a smaller organization can compete with the big boys? And number two, what's the key to that success? Great two questions. And, and certainly, I personally think it's the next chapter in banking, an institution of our size, and certainly we need to grow and gain some scale, et cetera, really is in a position to, to move forward and move forward quickly, to really leverage. You know, we can have and take advantage of all the tradition, all the success we've had for a 100 plus year history, but really pivot and bring in that more entrepreneurial type of style and move quicker than larger financial institutions. We're closest to our customers, so we can leverage the data data that we've talked about and really harness and listen to the voice of our customers and really be personal with them, both in our branching system, but as well in our digital channels, because I think it's a combination of both as we move forward. And it'll allow us to, to try some different things, be nimble, be quick, focus on different segments, branch out of our market, leverage partners like Segment and others uh, for success, you know, I think that brings us a competitive advantage from the bigger players out there who can't spend that time and energy and be focused with all the different silos on how to execute and deliver a strategy moving forward. So I would argue we're, we're more nimble and we can be more entrepreneurial-like with our traditional history. We can complement the two of those strategies and blend them for a very successful strategy moving forward. You know what? It's exactly what I believe. I firmly believe that, number one, smaller organizations and the largest organizations are in the best position. Big organizations for the obvious issues such as scale, capital, those items. Smaller organizations because they're community focus and they're, as you mentioned, their nimbleness. I mean, I compare it to a semi-truck versus a pickup truck. I think the organizations in the middle, those mid-asset ranges, have the biggest challenges because your combined legacy leadership and legacy thinking, along with maybe not as much funding to do as much as the big guys. So you got to define who you're going to be. And to wrap this up in a really clean way, data gets you there. I mean, the reality is when, if you can personalize relationships, if you can personalize engagements, if you can make decisions internally based on the best data, you're going to be a survivor. In fact, you're going to be a winner because a lot of organizations aren't in a position to use what's right in front of them to make a better organization. I want to thank both of you for being on the show today. Marla, we really appreciate everything that Segment's doing in the marketplace. And for those of you who aren't aware, uh, Segment is uh, near and dear to my heart in that they're uh, just down the road from where I live. And, and Marco, I'm hoping to be able to travel a little bit more frequently to get to see you guys too. So thank you both for being on the show today. Thank you, Jim. Absolutely. Thank you as well. Marla, thank you. Jim, thank you. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Marco. Thanks for listening to Banking Transform Solutions, just announced as a Communicator Award of Excellence winner for Outstanding Brand Series by the Academy of Interactive and Visual Arts. If you enjoyed today's interview, please be sure to follow the show on your favorite podcast app, and we would love a review of our show. Also, be sure to catch my recent articles on the financial brand and check out the research we're doing on digital banking transformation, retail banking innovation, the digital customer experience, and financial marketing for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer, Leah Longbreak, audio engineer, Sean Rule Hoffman, and video producer, Will Pritz. 
I'm your host, Jim Bruce. Remember, data is at the foundation of success in digital transformation journeys. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.